hey everybody, welcome to Real Brave Live, number 82. Uh, Real Brave is a music school. We uh, do online lessons. You can go to realbraveaudio.com, where you can log into our suite of awesomeness, take lessons with us, or a guy like that, nah. and gal, and uh, do all that. Uh, check us out on the social, smash that like button, subscribe to all the things, at Real Brave Inc., uh, today we're talking about a bunch of different things um, that happened today, maybe, here on Real Brave Live. Real Brave Live. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Dan. Hi. Nice to see you again. Nice to see you, too. For another week here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real Brave Live studio. Yeah, we did it two weeks in a row. We did. Did we? Yeah, we did it last week, right? We did it last we week. We did, yes. All right. Okay. So this is like 82. That, that's why we said 82 at the start, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading too. I never listened to those. Oh, hi, Brian. How are you? I'm right. How are you guys? I'd like to welcome Kaylee to the audience, the hi, audience Kayla. member. Uh, she's here as our uh, intern, replacing the two interns that we lost. Yes. Um, Let's not talk about that fire. <laughs> in a tragic music accident. Presumably, you killed them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we've got a bunch of things that happened today. So that one of them is wrong already. Oh. Um, Kaylee wow. pointed it out. Okay. But uh, already already making herself very valuable. Yeah, we love being corrected. Yeah, so music history. So I've been doing a lot of like uh, YouTube videos on music history, like sort of like like you're watching YouTube videos? thirty second bios oh, on X producing. person. Okay, producing them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've been getting views. Like the Mike Love videos got like ten thousand views almost. Wow. Apparently, people hate Mike Love. He's a monster. <laughs> why? Why? He's a Beach Boys founding member, isn't he? Yes, he is. And he's apparently not a good person. No. Okay. Man. Why is he not a good person? Uh, We're well, not talking about him today, but that's one no, of the videos I, that I've done. He he was famously against all of the innovation that Brian Wilson wanted to do. His quote was, "Don't f with the formula." Like okay. he wanted to do cars and girls songs forever and not worry about you know pet sounds and right, uh, right. you know the good stuff the Beach Boys did. Yeah. 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 Oh, so your beef is the fact that he wanted to to do like good vibrations forever? No, he that's too out there for him. Oh, that was he too wanted out to there. do like four oh nine and little deuce coop and surfing USA and that stuff. All right, wasn't he like the main vocal member? He's the real nasal the guy. One. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So, all right, I just recently listened to uh, some Beach Boys stuff and I still don't like it. I've tried, I've tried big time. Um, I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate it too, but um, I don't. It's not like I'm sitting there and going listening to Pet Sounds like, wow, this is great. This is really carried on through the generational, you know, decades of time through music history, and it's still relevant. What's the one? What's the one album like? The Smile or something like that. Well, that's one that he never finished. That he like went insane making. Yeah, and then finished it in 2004. I thought that like. was really interesting. Uh, Mike had me listening to that all the way up to. Uh, oh, I never heard that. Yeah, I'd like to listen to that. Is that is that's on the Spotify? It is. You can find it. Brian Wilson released it under like his own name because the Beach Boys never finished it. But they started it when, right after Pet Sounds. Actually, Good Vibrations was part of Smile, and then he went insane and literally had a nervous breakdown making it. Poor guy. Um, yeah. Brian Wilson, uh, uh, among the, the legion of uh, uh, musical frontmen who uh, lost their minds, including yes. Pink Floyd's Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Sid Barrett. Yes. Yeah. Uh, very good. Very good. That was a nod to our intern, Kaylee. Yeah, oh, very good. But yes. we're not talking about any of those. Who's not insane? She just likes Sid Barrett. She could be. Pointing that out. Yeah, we don't know her that well. We're going to find out. Okay. Uh, so maybe 
today, April 11th, 1964, oh. the Beatles single Can't Buy Me Love reached number one on the U.S. charts. Is that right? Can't buy me love. No. No, that's not. That, that was, that, that that's was not, not right. even close. <laughs> <laughs> Can't buy me. Was that in a major? I don't know, man. Dude. You play you you played a major chord though. Jordan, how does "Can't Buy" no? I play a B minor chord. How does "Can't Buy Me Love" go? Uh, it's the one you know goes like the. <laughs> yeah, it starts on a minor chord. <laughs> can't buy me, can't buy me love. No, oh, I can't. Say no, that. no, no, yeah, no. That, 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 that's What, what I would say is, is more interesting than, than, than uh, Kevin trying to figure this out is that a song starts with the chorus, which is an unusual feature of a song. Usually it starts with a verse and leads to a chorus, but that starts with Can't Buy Me Love. That's huh. that's interesting, right? That is interesting. Make you feel all right. I don't care too much for money. There it is. I had it the first time. You played a major sure. chord. Golly. No, I played this chord. Which is, uh, by the way, in the bridge. So, "Can't Buy Me Love" is not on "Meet the Beatles," which we have a a. Uh, we have to we have to we have to fire the person that put that in the, the queue. That's me. Oh. Nice knowing you. Yeah, pack your things. So it's not on "Meet the Beatles." It's on what what album? I believe it's on "Hard Day's Night," but I did not fact check that. That's just my my Beatles memory kicking okay. in. So they reached number one. How, how many uh, number one singles did the Beatles have? Hard Day's Night. And uh, uh, enough to produce an entire album. Yeah, it's, it's eight, I think it's 18, maybe. Yeah. Something like that, 18, 20. Beatles number one. And then also. I can't do this with an iPad. I need, I need a new computer. And 20. Also. 20? Okay. No, that wasn't a number one. No. Over the years, many artists have topped the list of the country's most popular songs at the time, but none did so more often than the Beatles. 20 number one singles. You think anybody's ever going to top that? I think it's already been topped. Uh, iconic. Oh, Mariah Carey has 19 notches on her belt. Oh. Yeah, it's a big belt. How many of those number ones are uh, all I want for Christmas? <laughs> because it becomes number one every year. <laughs> it does, yeah. She makes something like a million dollars a year just in residuals for that. Is that song. why she's wearing the inappropriate Christmas costume every single year? Yes. Oh God, it makes it makes Kevin so happy. And yet, when I wear the costume, people tell me to get out of the grocery store. <laughs> I sure do. Uh, the, the second uh, second thing is uh, 1970, the legendary rock musical Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Debuted on Broadway. Yes. Maybe. That actually Fans happened. of uh, the Easter season will be thrilled. Um, all about that Last Supper and Judas. Have you ever seen it? No, but I've heard. I've heard the album. I've heard the recording. Of so the according album. to this, the, the first performance was uh, October twelfth, nineteen seventy one. So okay. our, our researcher has to go. Bye bye. October? You're looking in my direction as if I'm the researcher, but I'm not. I asked ChatGPT, what are the six things that happened today in music history? And this is what it gave me. Uh, okay. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> <laughs> so it was on October 12, 1971. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Andrew Webber's rock opera. Oh, wow. That was Andrew Lloyd Webber. That's crazy. Yeah. Lord, yeah. I Andrew just think Lloyd it's poorly. Webber. It's poor taste. Not Lord, because I'm religious. Lord I just, Dane, Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
Excuse me? Lord. Lord. Andrew Lloyd Webber. The show is based on the platinum selling album. I believe it, I believe it was an album first is and then right? a musical, which is interesting. Oh, I would have never um, thought that. It sounds like a musical. It totally does. And I, I think it's, it's it was written by people who write musicals, so it mm. sounds like that. Yeah. But um, I also think it's an interesting idea to make a music to, to make an album first, and if it's a hit, I guess that's that's like what Mamma Mia is, right? ABBA had hits, and they made a movie, a musical out of it. What, but what came first, the wall, or the wall? The wall, the album came first, okay. but I believe it was always kind of intended to be a multimedia thing. What about um, Help? The Beatles movie? Yeah. Uh, written for them as a movie, they added their own songs. The, the, the plot is not necessarily reflected in the music. Okay. Much like an Elvis movie. Right, right. You know. I'd, like to, I'd like the uh, jury to know that Steve Gutenberg has taken over my iPad. Who's that? <laughs> Star of Fleece Academies 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and is I cannot right? get rid of him. And oh, wow. 4. Have you seen Police Academy 1 through 4? Uh, no. You need to do that. Actually, that's a demand. Is that with the guy with the sound effects, right? Yes, yes. Brian? Michael Winslow is Michael that guy's Winslow. name. Yeah. You are. I told you I'm a font that's of useless information. Unbelievable. you. Wow, I have a new respect for you, and I don't respect You shouldn't people. respect these skills. They're worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's why at 1 o'clock on a Tuesday I'm here. <laughs> we struck gold. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Keep keep it coming, Brian. Because like you you said something before and that was really good, and I was like, wow, he should be up there, not me. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, number three, this is probably wrong too. 1974, Emerson Lake and uh, Emerson Lake and Palmer's album, "Welcome Back, My Friends," to the show that never ends with certified gold. Let's find out if that actually happened. Uh, prog rock band from the, I believe, from the UK. I would are guess, they really? I would guess they are. Who was in it? Emerson. Oh. And Palmer. And they were joined by their buddy Lake. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would never have guessed. Yeah. Well, the name was deceiving. Are they are like a super band? I, I know their so. music. I just, I'm not a fan. Yeah. Peter, Paul, and Mary. How many other three named bands are there? Um, Belle Biv DeVoe. They are a progressive super rock band. Are they from England? Keith Emerson, keyboards of the Nice, Greg Lake of King Crimson, okay, um, and Carl Palmer of Atomic Rooster, which of course is I don't know who they are. We're all big rooster heads here. We don't have to. I mean, we, we I can have just, a big just talk about them. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they have nine certified gold albums, dude. I don't. I hate their music. That song you just played. I hate that song. You, and we're Keith. gonna be sued. <laughs> Uh, Emerson's flamboyant use of the Hammond organ and Moog synthesizer and piano. That's Moog. 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 M-O-O-G. It's spelled Moog. But it's pronounced Moog. Moog. Yeah. I'm going to say Moog anyway. All right. That's Everyone fine. else does. I got. Why is it pronounced Moog? I don't know. Is it guy's German? Name. I got yelled at by one of my uh, professors in college for saying Moog. Oh, really? There's yeah. some, you know what? I'm going to keep saying it. It's a Moog synthesizer, and I hope somebody comments. Oh, yeah. It's a Moog. <laughs> We're going to rage bait you all the way to the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This should be the name of the show, the Moog. And actually, you spell it. It's, that's the way you're supposed to say it. We're here to set the Moog. So welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. That's like a play on one of their songs, right? Yeah, that's yeah. the song Carn Evil number nine. So why do you think that they're a prog rock? Because they're prog rock. They're progressive. <laughs> Yeah, because their songs are too long and there's no real melody. That I wouldn't say are characteristics of prog rock at all. 
Really? I mean, yeah, longer format songs for sure, but like Kansas was prog rock. Tell me Wayward Son had no melody. Wayward Son's an elite song. That's that's an unfair comparison. Yes was prog rock. Yeah, and where's the melody in some of those songs? Yeah, yes is prog rock. Yes is say. prog rock. Um, Early Genesis, like like the uh, oh yes, Peter Pick Gabriel time. era yeah. Genesis. Peter Gabriel era is like my favorite era of Genesis. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. Pre that. Oh, pre that. Okay. Uh, selling England by the Pound. Uh-huh. I, the Lamb to me is it's too much. It's too much. That's right. when Ga- it's like Gabriel's version of the Wall. Yes, and that's when he went like ballistic with trying to figure out like how to make um, his own Broadway thing. But those they, first, after Gabriel left, those first four Gabriel solo albums are amazing. Yes. And it, isn't he coming out with a new one? He is. First in like 20 years. Something. Wow. Yeah. They're old, man. They are. Ugh, it's frustrating. Do we have anything more to say about Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? I didn't have anything to say to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can spend some time in this one. Uh, so in 1981, maybe, Van Halen's album Fair Warning was released uh, featuring the hit song Unchained. Maybe. It might have been, d- been today. Van Halen, Van Halen. So you like Fair Warning as their as the best album? I do. I think it's. So I think you're it's more of a uh, Roth guy than a Van Hagar guy. Yes. Why? Uh, I mean, they're both kind of ridiculous in their own ways. Like it, Van Halen is not known for its subtlety, but um, <laughs> Kevin agrees with that. I agree. Um, but I would say that they are. Um, I, I think Eddie's playing is better during the Roth era. It's more adventurous. There's less less synth. I'm, I'm not generally anti-synth, but I think that for Van Halen, you don't need the synths because you have Eddie Van Halen playing. And like Unchained, the song is a great song. Um, it has that stupid David Lee Roth thing in the middle where he talks to the producer in the middle of it. Oh, he's, oh like he's just scatting? Or yeah, like- he's like, hey, he, hey, look at that suit. That suit is you. And he's doing this like just this... You know, Can you play Unchained? Because I can't remember it right now for some reason. Which singer was on Panama? That's David Lee Roth. Roth. Um, I would say, Kevin, you because of your uh, age, I would say you only know David Lee Roth songs. No. Or you know mostly David Lee Roth I'm songs. I'm a big fan of uh, I Can't Drive 55. That's, well, that's not Van Halen. That's Sammy Hagar solo. solo. I'm talking about Dude, the Van Halen song. That's yeah. like the 39th time I've told you that. <laughs> and you're, now you're just doing it on purpose. Oh, listen to that phase. Yeah. This is Unchained? Yeah. Yeah. He just got bitten by a bear. That's why he screamed That's like that. That's why he screamed like that. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Listen to that tone. Listen to that, that famous brown sound, as he called it. I don't know. I'm more of a, like a corny uh, Van Hagar time. You like Why Can't This Be Love? Oh, yeah. Okay. Dreams? Sure. Yeah. Hot for teacher. That's Hot for teacher. David Lee Roth. Roth. Yeah. Although the, um, <laughs> I mean, you can't. Yeah, like 1984 is a great album. I, I mean, but Fair Warning is a f- first of all, again, released on April 29th, 1981. <laughs> My uh, <laughs> maybe our robot overlords aren't quite ready to take over <laughs> just yet. Is, is your uh, vertical phone recording you right now? Yes, mine's not. Good, good job. Should I? Should you I you had one job. Uh, <laughs> Politely differ an opinion. <laughs> uh, so, Fair Warning is the fourth studio album, according to Wikipedia. They could be wrong, too. Um, by the American rock band Van Halen, released on April 29th, 1981. It sold more than 2 million copies. 
It was still the band's slowest, slowest selling album um, of the Roth era. But that album has such great bad Steve the Roth lyrics. Like, uh, what was it? Something Stone Cold Murder in a... There's so many bad David Roth lyrics on that album, but it's great. The album was listed by Esquire as one of the 75 albums every man should own. Um, specifically man? Just men. Just men? Yeah. It's a boy's oh. album? Yeah. So, so what strikes me here, do you have a picture of the album cover? I do, yes. Um, the album's cover artwork features detail from The Maze, a painting by the Canadian artist William uh, Karolek which depicts tortured youth. That's very deep for a band that talks about... Being hot for a teacher? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this looks more like a Radiohead cover than a... It's very deep. I, I, so, you're, do you know anything about that? Like, no. why that... Ha- oh. No. I, I have an older cousin who was really into Van Halen, and he used to babysit me. Uh-huh. So, like, m- formative childhood memories of mine are just spent hearing Van Halen songs. So, I have a lot of Van Halen opinions just from based on being, like, seven years old or whatever. Yeah. The album's cover artwork is accompanied by an insert of a black and white portrait of the members of the band, in addition to blah, 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 and a lyric from the album's opening song, Mean Street. So Mean Street's a really famous song. Yep. I remember that. Okay. Uh, in uh, handwritten graffiti. So it's like artsy. Did they, were they trying to be artsy? I don't think they were trying. Maybe they were. I don't know. Yeah. Again, not known for their subtlety. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Blue-eyed murder in a size five dress. That's the lyric I was thinking of. Right. It's so dumb. It's great. <laughs> yeah. I don't, he's a weird dude, man. He is a weird dude. Uh, fair warning. As a, so it just critically was not received well. That's that's really the that's what I remember from this, and I've always kind of like never really listened to it. To me, it's just the guitar tone is really good on that album. Switch, get up, to, get up to the solo, listen to the tone on the solo there. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a Q104.3. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Dad That's Rock. Dad Rock, as it's known today. Dad Rock. I am a dad, so Dad Rock fits me. Okay. Yeah, we're all dads. Well, well, you're not a dad. I have cats. Yeah, you're a dad cat. I'm a cat dad. <laughs> dad cat. <laughs> this is an unhinged episode of the show, by the way. Just putting that out there. Theo Piku, if you're watching. Hey, kitties. Daddy misses I, I really I'm, I have zero respect for that. What? For that you're a cat, cat dad? dad. You, cause you cannot have the same conversation with me. Uh, I can. No, I sure can. You can leave them home for days on end, yeah. and they'll be fine. Yeah. So are your I kids. have a cat. Yeah. I can't do it with my kids. Yeah, you can. No, they'll be f- generally fine. Not at a certain age. I mean, isn't one of your cats like two years old? Yeah. No. Yeah, three. Three. Actually, oh, three. We let them outside alone. Theo just had his birthday in March. How old is Theo? He's now three and one. So month. you can leave them home alone, and that's fine. Uh, yeah. So I can't do that. Why not? Because they will die. Just have the older ones look after the younger ones. <laughs> Duh. Ryan, step in here. Yeah. We just, for the first time last weekend, left our kids alone for like 10 minutes. <laughs> because we had to, my wife had to drop me off someplace, and uh, they were like, can we trust you guys to not kill each other for 10 minutes? And they said yes, and we and Aaron came <laughs> back. came back, and one of them was dead. <laughs> no, but, but, but things were not great when she came back, and it was literally 10 minutes. So. See, that's this what's wrong with this generation, man. When I was seven, <laughs> I used to take my sister's Cabbage Patch doll and hang it from oh, yeah. the... Um, 
the railing, I right. told you. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. So that when she would come out underneath from the kitchen of my aunt's house, she would see her Cabbage Patch doll hanging. Right. Dying. Yeah. And she would scream, bloody murder, and pass out. <laughs> that's the kind of kids we were. That's the guy. And that's what you're supposed to do. This guy who signs my checks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't mess with them. Yeah. Um, but you still have to feed cats. I'll say that. We just, we just can't have the same conversation. <laughs> All right. So, again, this is wrong, too. In 1994, Kurt Cobain, the uh, lead singer of Nirvana, was found in April of 1994. It's not yes. on today. It was the 8th, Kaylee? At, uh, dead in his home in Seattle, Washington. Who is Kurt Cobain? Uh, Kurt Cobain was the uh, front man for the band Nirvana. Who's Nirvana? The Nirvana was a uh, grunge band. Oh. From the 90s. What is this grunge that you speak of? <laughs> it was the answer to the hair metal and the speed metal and the, the, the showmanship and the non-subtlety of the Van Halens and the Twisted Sisters and the the like, the White Snakes. The Warrants. The et cetera's. The Cinderella's. Yeah. On April 8th, 1984, Kirk Cobain, 94. the lead singer and guitarist of the American rock band Nirvana, was found very sleepy at his home. Oh. Uh, in Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Forensics investigators later determined that he had died three days earlier. Oh. From what, Dan? Uh, he had a couple holes in him. Ah. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, I, yeah. It's really sad. I remember that I was working at uh, Chrysler. I was filing. In a, we had this, they had this like cave that was under this like mountain thing. They they stuck me back there and paid me money. To Were you working for a supervillain <laughs> in a cave <laughs> under a mountain? What are you talking about? Chrysler, Cry- Chrysler. Yeah, they was it, <laughs> it anti Chrysler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was filing uh, warranty receipts, and then I walked out, and I heard that Kurt Cobain had died, and um, it was very sad. Let me tell you something. I was at a uh, hockey game last week. Uh huh. And I don't know if I like this version of you. And um. There, they were playing uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" on the thing between like plays or whatever, uh-huh. but it was with like, it was like with like a drum, like a tss, 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 tss. no. And I was like, man, if Kurt Cobain hadn't unalived himself, yeah. then he would yeah. certainly do it now. Unalived, having heard himself. Yeah, we have to say that actually. That's like a thing. We can't. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. You can't say the K word. We will be. Uh, Canceled? No, it would just be taken out of the algorithm. Cancel starts with K. <laughs> Every cancel begins with K. <laughs> Kirk Cobain was the lead American. Yeah, we all know this. Um, Kevin, do you have any? Do you have any memory of Cobain when he was alive or no? Uh, no. Probably not. Right. No, no, no. I was I was four when this happened. Yeah, I was in sixth grade when he died, and uh, it was a big deal to me and my sixth grade brethren. We were all into grunge, oh, wow. and it was uh, it was sad. Did you watch the documentary about uh, who killed Kurt Cobain and the, and the yeah? Do yeah. you do you subscribe to the the, the thing that Courtney Love actually no. killed him? Because when he, when he goes through the the letter that's uh-huh. right here, he says that it's not his handwriting. Right. Totally. Yeah. Well, he does quote the guy that does the documentary. Yeah. Says that he didn't write this, which. I, I don't have a good picture of it. Smells Like Teen Spirit was covered by a band in 1998 on 11, uh, October, November 2nd. The band's called Fish. Um, Isn't that the worst? 
thought he was going to talk about the Tori Amos cover I, of that, which is like, a really good cover, or the really Bad Pluses jazz cover so of that the, was really interesting. The Utah E Center. But no, it was a back to Fish. No. Kaylee, do you like the band Fish? Why? Ah. Keep it that way. So how do you know? How do you know you don't like them? Stay away from her, right? On April 8th, Cobain's body was discovered mm. unalive and the greenhouse above Good, we got it. the garage at his Lakewood, his Lake Washington Boulevard East house. Have you seen pictures of the house? There's nobody living in it. Uh, no. Nope. There's like pictures of like people taking pictures, like walking through the house. It's a little creepy. Um, yeah. So you, you, you believe that he unoffed himself. Or off themselves. Yes, I, I just think that you know he, he he had tried to commit suicide in Rome earlier that year, and right. then he was in rehab and he broke out of rehab, and just you know those aren't the things that you do if you're in a good. He's, he wasn't place. a well person. No, he wasn't. He but broke Courtney out of Love. rehab was broke out. Yeah, yeah. Like he left. He left. Rehab. No, he, he stuck out. Like, I, I, he did not. He was there, I believe, in a court-ordered capacity. I could be uh, wrong about that, but I know he like his family thought he was still there. That's jail, friend. <laughs> yeah, no, his family thought he was still in rehab, and then he wasn't, oh. and he went back to Seattle and killed himself. Oh, oh and, and unalived himself. The Good the catch. documentary, if people are interested, is called Soaked in Bleach. Uh, it's got uh, four stars on IMDb, and this the gentleman that did this, who was an investigator, I believe, of the unoffing, offing. The unaliving, unaliving, <laughs> and um, it's a docudrama uh, by Benjamin Sattler, who co-wrote and produced it with Richard Middleton and Donnie Eichler. Eicher. Kaylee, have you seen Soaked in Bleach? Is it what good? do you think? Yeah. Ah, okay, all yeah. right. Film details the events leading up to the death of Mr. Cobain, as seen through the perspective of Tom Grant, the private detective who was hired by Courtney Love to find Cobain shortly before his death in 1994. So he like turns on her. Wow. Explores his uh, conspiracy theory that Cobain's death was not a suicide. I just think if you're trying to make conspiracy out of that, that's one of the most, it's one of the biggest news stories in the world at that time. It would have come out if it was a, if it was a sloppy, someone that's trying to cover this up. I don't yeah. know. It just seems like the law of averages, you wouldn't get away with that. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But I think just, I mean, not to like harp on this, but like the, the the issue with like things like this is like there's so many people in music that have serious depressive yeah. problems. Yeah, true. And mm-hmm. they're often almost always accompanied with substance abuse. Yeah. Look at Jimi Hendrix, you know, and the conspiracies around Jimi Hendrix. Oh, he's killed by his managers. Like mm, Yeah. He partied too much. Yeah. You know? Did uh, you watch the, the Elvis document um movie? No. That went out? No. It was really interesting. It's it was I thought it was well done. Did you see it? The Elvis Not yet. Movie? I, I plan on watching it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Well, I don't want to ruin it then. Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> Elvis died. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you guys uh, know that? <laughs> but it talks about his manager and how his manager really, it's kind of like the Michael Jackson story. Yeah. And how his doctors really like pushed all these things on him. Yeah. And it's really sad. Yeah. It, it's just, it's so sad to see these people. I know they're human beings and we put too much emphasis on like the, the celebrity, but not the music. And yeah. we're still doing it. Yeah, true. Yeah. So. So that's that. And then in 2001, maybe. <laughs> Wait, what? 
what? Uh, what else do you want to talk about with that? I, I had a whole bunch of fun oh, well, facts. Then say something. Um, well, first I want to say, uh, viewer, if you or anybody you know is struggling with any uh, mental, yes, mental health issues or substance abuse issues. Or if you like fish. Please know that there's help out there for you. Um, we encourage you to take a look for that. Please. Uh, Kurt Cobain hated playing Smells Like Teen Spirit. Much in the same way Tom York hates playing uh, Creep. See, that's stupid. No. Yes. It's not. It's the thing that catapulted Radiohead to their stardom. Yeah, but like, it's not a great song. It's okay. It's, it's an okay song. Yeah, it was It like, was very well done and different at the time, especially with, um, what's his face, his guitar playing. Johnny Greenwood. Greenwood. Johnny Greenwood, thank you. Um, yeah, but like, think about like the the depth and scope of of Radiohead's music, right? And like how that pales. It's in called comparison. growth, friends. Um, friends. I can understand why Kurt Cobain would probably hate playing "Smells Like Teen Spirit." I can understand it because it's like, oh, like oh, look, we sold out. It's like farting. Here's, here's a reminder on everything that you accomplished. I just, just, I mean, all right, I agree to disagree. I I agree. I would I would be upset. I, would, I, I think there is a middle ground here. I think it can be okay to not. I think if if you're Nirvana and you have ten songs that everyone knows, I think when you go see them in concert, you have a responsibility to play some of those ten songs. Yeah. I do not think you have a responsibility to play all ten of those songs. I like, agree. I, like I think it, it's one thing if if Nirvana was a one hit wonder and was playing in 2023 and they wouldn't play Teen Spirit. That's dumb because that's the reason people are going to go see you. Right. But for Radiohead not playing Creep at this point, if you're only going to see Radiohead to hear Creep, you're probably missing the point of Radiohead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know. That's a good point. They haven't played Creep in how long? Uh, actually, they just recently played it for like the first time in 20 years. Uh, like recently, like just before COVID, I think, oh. in uh, Lollapalooza. Like, like for, for seriously? Yeah. There are a lot of bands like that, though. I remember a friend of mine went to go see R.E.M., and R.E.M. never played after the first couple tours. It's the end of the world. We know it, and I feel fine. Mm. Probably because it's such a terrible song to sing. Like, there's so many words in there. But he went to go see them at Jones Beach, and there was, like, a three-hour rain delay because there was a storm. And so when they came out after the first song they played was that. Mm. I guess thanking the fans for sticking around. Like, we're going to play a song we don't normally play. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You know, but uh, this, a lot, this a lot of bands for the Custies that. out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If you have a band that over time has more than three albums, you can't expect them to go back to the first album and play right. the biggest song ever. Right, exactly. However, oh. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't you shouldn't disparage the song as like, well, we don't rock that song anymore because <sighs> it's poorly done. It's the thing that got you famous. Yeah, but like. It was the Trojan horse of like all of their other good stuff. They also won't play High and Dry. They don't like that song either. Really? Yeah. I like that song. That's uh, that's that's uh, short-sighted. Yeah. I yeah. love that song. Somebody said they won't play it because of how much Yellow by Coldplay sounds like it. And the Yellow just ripped it off. And so they just felt oh, like man. we're not going to play it because we're <laughs> if you listen, you listen to High and Dry now, wow. it is just Yellow 1.0. No. Oh, now I'm upset. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, I will respect the the choice of any artist to play or not play whatever song they want to play. Yeah, that's Listen, fine. I've been uh, to like thirty fish shows, right? I've been chasing a harpua since uh, 2010. I haven't gotten one. I'm not upset about it. I've gotten like ten uh, uh, backwards down the number line. Can I say something to that, please? 
Um, the most recent James Webb satellite went up in orbit. Yeah. And is photographing distant galaxies. Yeah. It's really cool. 300 million miles, light years mm -hmm. away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No one cares. Oh, man. <laughs> but we're broadcasting out, right? <laughs> Somebody, somebody's going to, something is going to be out there. Okay. It'll never get there. Because we were seeing light images from uh, 300 million years ago, uh, and that's that's on the ex in the expanse of the universe. It doesn't really matter what we're saying right now. Yes, and uh, space itself, the vacuum, is expanding at an exponential rate. Yeah. So even the light that we're seeing now, we won't be seeing in a billion years because mm -hmm. it will have drifted too far, and will not be traveling fast enough to break that. Uh, Horizon. You got that, Brian? Got all of here. Okay. Hey, my brother works for NASA. I got some of this stuff. Really? Yes. yes. Whoa, what's he do? He is the guy is who uh, plots He's where the Mars rover goes. Is he really? <gasps> he is. That's super cool. Why oh, didn't you ever we, tell us can that? Can he come in here and can I talk to him? He lives in Flagstaff, Arizona, but sure. Can, can, I, home? can, I, can we have him on the program? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a lot to say about He, uh, he has. I, I was just saying this to my uh, son before. He's going back to Antarctica next year. He's been to Antarctica three times. He lives in a tent in Antarctica for four months and collects rocks because the rocks in Antarctica are most similar to the rocks in Mars. Is that right? He's in what's called the dry valleys of Antarctica where there's no snow. Does that huh. have something to do with the, uh, the Hadean period of the Earth's history? No, it has to do with specifically the, um, I believe, the dryness of that area because uh, it is so arid I there see, and it's see. so arid. All right. Ours. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so what we've learned is that Brian's brother is better than him. Oh, 100%. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. I remind my mother of that every chance I get. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah. He is the favorite. Uh, younger, older? Younger. Younger? Younger. Even worse. I How know. many kids in the family? Two. And you're the oldest. Yeah. You're the musician. Yeah. We're always the worst, aren't yep. we? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the biggest disappointments. I'm the baby. And uh, what does your boyfriend do? He's the musician. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. That, yeah. So when I went, when Melissa introduced me to who was going to be my mother-in-law, she immediately hated me. Yeah. Because the person before me was a doctor. Oh. oh the bar oh. was set so high. That's <laughs> no, just... Oh, so what do you do? And I come in with my like skin tight everything and like longish hair. Was that uh, <laughs> pre or post snake tattoo? Pre. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay. At least you weren't tattooed at the time. Yeah, no, I'm certainly not tattooed at the time. Uh, 2001, uh, Aerosmith. Oh, <laughs> we're okay. All right. Released their album. Segways are for kids. Just <laughs> push play. Featuring singles, Jaded and Fly Away From Here, two songs I don't like. Uh, I had that CD because I was oh. 11, and um, I, you know, I, I thought it was cool. And that's all I got to say about that. What about you? I love 70s Aerosmith. Like, those albums are really good. Yeah, Toys in the Attic. Toys in the Attic, Rocks, yeah. all that stuff's really good. And then after that, it's not so good. Isn't Ooh. the song that was in uh, Armageddon on that album? Uh, probably it's same same. Don't want to miss a thing. It might have been before that, but right right in that right in that era. Let's find out because uh, I'm gonna guess, and this is no knowledge. I'm guess it was a CD bonus track that it wasn't actually on recorded for the album, but they put it on the CD as a bonus track. What's the name of this album? Just push play. Songs, Light Inside, Just Push Play, Out of Your Head, Under My Skin, Sunshine, Trip Hop, and Love Lies. He's really sick right now, isn't he? Is he? Uh, Steven Tyler. Uh, I know he's in some trouble for some stuff he did in the '70s. <sighs> I remember why 11-year-old me wanted this this album. Because yeah. of, of the sexy robot on the front? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Silly. <laughs> Just Push Play is the song by American rock band. Uh, I never liked this album. 
No, it's not good. Uh, March 6, 2001. So this is wrong, too. Is it (laughs) Love in an Elevator was on this one? No, No, that was not. That is Pump from 1989, my friend. Pump is a great album. You don't like Pump? Uh, Pump's okay. Okay, so did you like um, Permanent Vacation? Yeah. It's so glossy. It's that gated reverb that... uh, you know, Desmond Child writing lyrics and stuff. That's just not my not Desmond my Child wrote lyrics of that? Yeah. I would yeah. probably have such a nostalgia trip listening to this album because I haven't listened to any of these songs since since I had the, the CD. So I would have to put uh, Steven Tyler up there as one of the greatest frontmen of all time. He doesn't get the credit. They don't in general get the credit I think they deserve in terms of how good those 70s albums are and how good of a performing band they R slash work. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, when you really think about it, there's no one that sounds like Steven Tyler. Uh, there's no one that has the style, like with all like the scarves and scarves. all that stuff. He had a lot of scarves. A lot of scarves. Yeah. Um, he was similar in vocal, the way he pushed out the, the uh, from his body, because like, he had this huge mouth. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and he's similar to uh, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. In that way. They were very much compared to the Rolling Stones because of how much him and Joe Perry kind of resembled Mick Jagger and uh, Keith Richards, even though they're musically not all that similar. No, not even close. What do you think of Joe Perry as a guitarist? Overrated? Underrated? I I think uh, appropriately rated. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the other guy, Brad Whitford. The, the the leads he takes uh, we're getting deep into my 70s uh, Aerosmith knowledge here but like the solo on Last Child I don't know if you know the song Last Child no nope. great you know that song you would know it if you heard it uh, if I heard it maybe but it's uh, the solo on that is fantastic and uh, that's Brad Bifford yeah alright so I was looking I thought he was really sick but I guess not because it's got all current events about Steven Tyler yeah, yeah you, and we're you, not going to talk we, about we don't want to get into those current What's events what's going on with Steven Tyler these days nothing no um, <laughs> and that's it he's fine that's it. <laughs> so basically, the whole show was six things that happened on April 11th wow. in didn't. time, that and didn't none happen. of the things happened on April 11th. Thank you, Chat GPT. Oh. <laughs> Someone just Googled Steven Tyler News. Never mind. That's uh, unfortunate. Yeah, no, it's, it's not cool. It's rough. Uh, plus, yeah. he looks rough, man. He's he was thinking 70s. about looking old in the early 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liv like, Tyler. He was like 20-something. Liv Tyler. Liv, Liv Tyler, Tyler was in Armageddon. Yes, she was. She, she was, was also in Lord of the Rings. Yes. And in That Thing You Do, one of the best movies about music ever made. Oh, really? Yes. How many times, when you heard that song, didn't you just want to like cringe a little bit? They did that on purpose, right? It's it's like a perfect '60s one-hit wonder song that yeah, gets yeah. stuck in your head and won't get out. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a good. That's hey, Tom Hanks. You never can go wrong with Tom Hanks, right? No. Anything you want to say about anything we talked about today, Kevin? Tom Hanks is an American treasure, and we should uh, love and appreciate him. Very good. Uh, that's all we got for today. Um, as you know already, if you're a big fan of the show, which you're not, um, Real Brave is a music school. We uh, can be found at online at uh, realbraveaudio.com. All the socials at Real Brave Inc. Check out our YouTube. It's blowing up. Over three of uh, 400 subscribers right now. Really? Yeah. 400 subscribers? Yes, sir. Go look it up right now on your phone. Nah, I don't got time for that. Nah, I got time for that. <laughs> um, please uh, like and subscribe. Come back next week. We're going to move this to YouTube, aren't we? At some we point? Are. We are. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Get lost, Facebook. Nice knowing you. See you never again. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, so this is the last time we'll see you on Facebook. Maybe um, here on 
Real brave life. Goodbye.